For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100-plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, reader. It's only been a few weeks since we finished season four of our stories, but the reading bug and I already miss you. Have you listened to our dragon adventure yet? Be sure to listen and submit your stories or story ideas to us at talkback at readingbugadventures.com and we'll publish them on our website. That's right, Reading Bug. Many of you subscribe to our subscription box service over the holidays this year and we thank you for your support. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, Reading Bug Box is a 100% personalized box that delivers books to your doorstep based on the unique age and interests of each young reader. Be sure to mention you found out about Reading Bug Box from this podcast upon sign-up, and your first box will contain a personalized note from me and the Reading Bug. Visit us at readingbugbox.com today, or learn more about us and our independent bookstore in California at thereadingbug.com. We are all hard at work writing a whole new season of music and adventures for you, featuring many of our favorite books. But today, and for the next several weeks... I wanted to introduce you to a few of our favorite authors and illustrators, many of whom have inspired some of our adventures together. Today, we'll meet David Shannon. You may know David from his Caldecott-winning picture book, Know David, or another favorite, Duck on a Bike. Today, he brings us his latest book, Mr. Noggin Body Gets a Hammer. Oh, and look, Reading Bug, here he comes now. It's time for a Reading Bug author visit. Welcome to the Reading Bug Bookstore. Hello, Reading Bug. I'm here today with New York Times bestselling author and illustrator David Shannon, who holds a Caldecott honor for his semi-autobiographical and widely known picture book, No David. David's written more than 35 books for children, and today we are excited to help present Mr. Nogginbody Gets a Hammer, available now from W.W. Norton's new children's imprint. And David, thanks so much for being here today. Well, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. So... I want to talk about your latest work, but first I want to talk a little bit about how you got to here. Can you tell us a little bit about your early career, uh, maybe even before writing and illustrating? Mm -hmm. You know, I I got here through the art side of things. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be an artist. So uh, I, I drew when I was a little kid. I drew when I was a teenager. I went to art school for college. And uh, I began my career as an editorial illustrator. That's 
someone who does illustrations for magazines and newspapers, posters, stuff like that. And um, I actually got into children's books kind of by accident. Um, somebody saw a piece I'd done for a newspaper, and they had a manuscript, called me up, and I said, well, that'll be a nice break from these 24-hour deadlines. And then I could say, I did a children's book once. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that, and it was a lot of fun. And when the book came out, other people saw it, sent me more manuscripts. Um, so I did another one and another one. And before long, I realized that I was, that that's what I'd always liked to do. Uh, when I was a kid, whatever I was reading, I would draw pictures from. So when I was reading The Hobbit, there were drawings of Bilbo Baggins and Gandalf all over my room. And, um, so I kind of realized that, you know, this is what I, re I really like to do. And, uh, after a while, um... My editor encouraged me to start writing, too. So I did, and it was a lot of fun. So I heard that as a kid, you might have gotten into a little bit of trouble here and there. No. <laughs> Where did you hear that? No, not true. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> oh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> so I, Could you define trouble? Hmm. Well, a couple things. We'll start with, I, I, I did read in your biography, I cheated a little bit, mm -hmm. that maybe the teachers kept you busy by drawing murals on walls. They did. They, they, um, they discovered that if they assigned me the mural, like the Christmas mural or whatever, uh, that um, not only did they get a pretty good-looking mural, but that... Um, uh, they it kept me quiet and occupied. Do any of those uh, teachers have those murals anymore? Do you think? Um, I have. I don't know, but I do know um, a friend of mine. His mom had had a, had one of the murals I did because um, her son did the backside of a cow in the mural. <laughs> that was sort of a, a family joke. <laughs> <laughs> so. Within this troublesome past that you had as a mm -hmm. little boy, um, we we get no David, the Caldecott honor, and uh, I hear that this is semi-autobiographical, maybe? Yes. Yeah, kids ask me if I'm really David, and the answer is sort of. Mm -hmm. um, it actually, I got the idea for No David from a book I made when I was a little kid. Um, that what That was about me. Uh, it was just drawings of me doing stuff I wasn't supposed to do. And the uh, the only words in it were no and David, because that's all I knew how to spell. So, <laughs> it's not just all you heard from everybody else. Well, no, it's, David. yeah, I mean, you know, you do, you do learn to spell what you hear. Um, but my mom saved it and showed it to me years later. And I thought maybe uh, that it might make a good children's book. So I redid it. So you um, you visit a lot of schools, and one of my favorite parts of your presentation is when they show the when you show the kids a little bit about um, your eyes. Can you discuss this a little bit? <laughs> the the showstopper. Showstopper. <laughs> yeah. Well, my face is lopsided, and um, so usually, like if I'm showing them how to draw David, it comes up. Uh, but the character David and and me, we both have one eye higher than the other. So uh, I, I do a thing where I, I hold my head straight and, the, and then I tilt my head so my eyes are straight. And um, it, it, 
uh, elicits gasps. <laughs> in fact, one kid, I was doing that, I was doing the eye thing, and this kid in the back stood up and yelled, You're freaking me out! And fell straight backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, um, but, you know, in a way, too, it just shows kids, which I think is so important, that everybody is a little bit different, and everybody right. has some quirk or something. And uh, mine, for example, is my left shoulder is taller than my right shoulder. I think everyone has something on their body that's a little oh, lopsided. You, you have just a little Igor to you. I know. So now when you're staring at my shoulders, you can see that yeah. the left one comes up a little higher than yep. the right. So, we and all I can have do the those, same for your eyes. We all have those little things. Mm -hmm. And of course, David, uh, usually his left nostril is a little bit bigger than his right nostril. Interesting. And that's because he's left-handed. So you can figure that one out. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> got it. <laughs> so I have some other favorite books of yours, too. Um, I mean, there's so many, but Duck on a Bike, Bad Case of the Stripes, which is huge. Everybody knows it. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, some of these books and where those ideas came from? Um, Bad Case of Stripes, uh, that, you know, I, I play this, I, I tell kids about this little game I sometimes play, because I get ideas from all kinds of different places you know sometimes it's almost like magic you get a almost a whole idea for a book but other times it's um you know I'll just I'll get an idea from something my daughter did or something I see uh, but then I also play this um, little game called uh, wouldn't it be weird if <laughs> and uh, um, that's how bad case of stripes started was I, I woke up one morning and I went wouldn't it be weird if instead of chicken pox, you got different colored stripes. And I pictured that image on the cover of the little girl with stripes and a thermometer. And uh, it stuck with me. <laughs> so I, and then I had to figure out, you know, why she got stripes and what happened and then how she got cured and all of that. But that's, that's how it began. I love it. So uh, talking about wouldn't it be weird if I have to assume <laughs> that Mr. Nogginbody gets a hammer came from the same wouldn't it be weird <laughs> He's if. He's pretty weird, that's for sure. Well, you know, another place, uh, I mean, I, I write down all my ideas in, in my sketchbook um, because sometimes I even write down the ones I think are dumb mm -hmm. because sometimes uh, they'll turn out to be really good or they'll make me think of something else. Other times I'll I'll write down an idea I think is awesome and I'll read it the next day and say no this is this is really lame um, but I also doodle and uh, I just, you know do little sketches and stuff and sometimes I like to just sit and make up weird little nonsense characters and that's where Mr. Nogginbody came from mm -hmm. so it started with just the the weird little guy with a with a noggin for a body <laughs> so Mr. Nogginbody Gets a Hammer is exactly what it sounds like. Can you tell us a little bit about how the story progresses and what Mr. Mm. Nogginbody does? Well, Mr. Nogginbody, he has a huge head but a, a little tiny brain. <laughs> so he's not too bright. And um, he's, he's sliding in his socks down the hall. And he stubs his toe on a nail. And can't figure out what the heck this thing is so he uh, he goes to the hardware store and he gets a hammer and uh 
he fixes that nail, and then he starts going around fixing, in quotation marks, anything that's at all nail-shaped, um, like a lamp and the shower head and um, eventually flowers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so the, the story is, um, it's kind of a combination of things. I, I've always liked Maslow's Law of the Instrument, which is if all you have is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, you know, that was kind of a uh, a good absurdist kind of theme for an absurdist little guy like Mr. Noggenbody. Um, but there's also, uh, you know, there's also kind of a goofy dad element to him, which is from true life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I once fixed a um, a glass shower door <laughs> with a hammer. <laughs> I was just trying to tap the little plastic runner in a little bit and uh, the whole thing exploded. Nice. So and there is there is indeed a uh, nail that sticks up in our kitchen too. So yeah. It's a, it's a little bit of everything. Hardwood floors with those nails sticking up, the yeah. socks getting caught on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. It's yep. it's very much like um stepping on a Lego. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, every day. Every yeah. day. Yeah, and that's where too many toys came from, you know. Yes, too many toys is another favorite. Yeah. yeah. Especially at Christmas time, I think. But yeah. Well, that that started well. with me stepping on a toy mm-hmm. and uh, yelling. My daughter's name is Emma. And I yelled, Emma, you have too many toys. <laughs> and it went, ding. That sounds like a good title. That's a book. And, and it went from there. So with all of these books, I mean, it sounds like there's always a great story behind them, and they kind of ruminate for a while before you get them into book format. How mm-hmm. long, for example, with Mr. Noggenbody, does it take from start to finish for you to finish one of these books? You know, Mr. Noggenbody was was different from all my other books. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up um, doing the entire book in my sketchbook in pen and ink. Um, I th- I thought I was just sort of doing the dummy version. Mm-hmm. of it and um, well let's say normally when I when I make a book I've got a pretty much of the story done probably a couple drawings and then I sit down at my drawing table and do a very structured um, process of of the drawings in pencil and then full color paintings after that that usually takes about a year um, Mr. Noggenbody I just kind of kept going with these drawings in my uh, in my sketchbook, and thinking I was going to paint them mm-hmm. um, afterwards. You do do full color, finished paintings, and I liked the drawings so much. They had this kind of immediate feel to them that um, I ended up. I got those photographed and printed on on nice art paper, and then added a little bit of color um, with oil paints on top of those. So it was a whole different. Uh, process. Yeah, the black and white is actually very striking in the book. I really like the lot well, of black well, and white. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's what I responded to too. Mm-hmm. Is I, I said, you know, this guy should be in black and white. Mm-hmm. And um, I experimented with how much color to put in the backgrounds, or you know, with the other characters and things like that. Mm-hmm. 
So now is the my favorite part is the rapid fire questions. Ah, whatever comes to your mind, are you ready? Bonus round. Yes, this is exciting. This okay. is actually a lot of. I know when you go to schools, you get lots of questions from kids, and some of these mm -hmm. I think are some of the top ones that the kids ask. I think maybe you have some other ones, but let's start with these, okay. and then you can tell me more. Right. Your favorite food? Dark chocolate. Mm. Favorite mm. color? Well, it used to be blue, but um, now I think it's red. Yeah. Although yellow is beginning to creep in, too. Mm, you just you, never know. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, favorite movie? Oh, probably The Wizard of Oz. Yep. Nice. Which I've, you know, been watching since as It used to be on, I don't know if you remember, was it Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. It was, it was on every year at you Thanksgiving. You watch it all the time. Now you, yeah, yeah, of course, now yeah. you can all the time. But, yeah, I love that movie. Favorite book? Um, Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. Dickens is my my favorite author. Favorite book you've made? Well, that's tough because I like all of them for different reasons. They all remind me of different things. I, I really like Mr. Noggenbody mm -hmm. because he's so much fun to draw. Mm -hmm. He just he cracks me up. So, But probably my favorite is No David. Because that's what, um, that's the favorite of the kids. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what, you know, they, I've, I've gotten all the letters about. And so that's really, um, that's, that's the special book of my career. And the favorite book you wish you made? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of those. I'll tell you one I would love to redo, except I can't because it's Dr. Seuss, mm -hmm. and nobody can redo Dr. Seuss. Right. But I would love to do If I Ran the Zoo. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, where yeah. he just basically riffs on weird animals and stuff, uh -huh. you know, sort of like when I was talking about the, the weird little nonsense characters. It would be fun to do a book that's just, uh, you know, strange Strange animals with weird names. I still see a weird animal book in your future. <laughs> I'll, I'll just rip him off. I mean, what the heck? I mean, one morning you're probably going to wake up with that same thing. Wouldn't it be weird if yeah, that's an right. elephant looked like... Hmm. Mm -hmm. And who's your favorite artist besides you? Oh, uh, I have a lot of favorite artists. I have a lot of influences from all over the place. So um, growing up, and still to some extent, N.C. Wyeth. Mm -hmm. was my favorite illustrator and he he really was the one that you know i uh i had in mind when i wanted to be an illustrator um but i love every i, I love paul gauguin mm -hmm. um mark rothko which you know who knew <laughs> so uh, all kinds of all kinds of art do you have a favorite medium that you that painting or drawing or well, I've been, um, for the last few years, I've been painting mostly with oils. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, most of my career, I used acrylics, um, but I was always trying to make them look like oils. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just a, a matter of logistics, of drying time, and my studio was in the house, so, you know, they stink, mm -hmm. and they're toxic. Mm -hmm. um, and then a few years ago, I was just kind of getting tired of, of painting. And I said, well, what can I do to, you know, make it, make it new and fresh? And I realized, well, my daughter's old enough, so she's not going to eat paint anymore. Mm -hmm. My studio's no longer in the house. And I no longer have these deadlines that limit how long I can let a painting dry. So I painted in oils, and it was great. And I put all the fun back in. 
But now I'm really liking this pen and ink stuff, uh-huh. and I love using whiteout with it. Ooh. Yeah, and um, I, in between books, I, I do some abstract stuff, and I've started using the, the things I learned from Noggenbody in my fine art, too. It's like doing little pen and ink and whiteout sketches and then blowing them up really big mm-hmm. and adding color, and they, they look cool. I've had a hard time finding white out lately. Uh, that's my fault. A little bit of a that's lost. My, Are you taking yeah, it all? Yeah, I'm getting it all. <sighs> so what, um, if you had one bit of advice for a kid who wants to be an artist and or an author, what would it mm-hmm. be? Well, the, the, the best advice I can give is to uh, practice. If you like to draw, draw a lot. Mm-hmm. If you like to write, write a lot. And... Write or draw about stuff that you like to do um, because you'll spend more time with it. You'll see it more clearly in your head. You'll have more fun, and that'll that'll come across. Um, you know, at various times uh, in anybody's art career, they run up against people or forces that try to, you know, that's, that say, oh, no, what you're doing, that's, that's not really art. Do, mm-hmm. do this instead. And... And, um, you know, when I was a teenager, I wanted to be a comic book artist. And that was before the graphic novel had been invented. Mm -hmm. So people would say, oh, yeah, those are, you know, those are nice drawings, but they're not art. Hmm. And nowadays, you know, it's a completely acceptable art form. There's there's graphic novel majors in art school. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and, and I learned stuff about telling stories with pictures from comic books that I still use all the time with my children's books. So, you know, st- stick with what you like. Um, you know, I have a, I have a friend that uh, always loved drawing dinosaurs, and even in art school, he liked drawing, drawing dinosaurs, and his teachers would say, will you stop drawing dinosaurs? He said, but I like drawing dinosaurs. <laughs> and... Um, he ended up being the guy that designed all the dinosaurs for Jurassic Park. Ah. So, yeah. There's <laughs> Happy a good ending. reason for that. <laughs> yeah, right. So do you think you'll ever do a graphic novel? Oh, no. Too much work. Too much work. <laughs> too much work. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I do hear that. I mean, some, some of the artists in graphic novels takes them years to finish these. Yeah, books. yeah. So many spreads. Well, and, you know, they also, um, I think if you do a graphic novel, you need to be pretty fluent with Photoshop and ah, things, and I'm and I'm not exactly, you know, I'm sort of an old-fashioned dude. You're old school. I'm Bookhart. old school. I like to get messy. Yeah, that works too. There's room for everything, <laughs> I think, in publishing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, speaking of, so what is what is next for you? Are there any new projects that you can tell us about? Well, um, I've actually got a couple of books already done. Um, that'll be out next year. Great. Um, one is uh, a book about. My dog Roy, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, it's called Roy digs dirt, and he does he digs everything about dirt. It's just his favorite substance. So that'll be out. And then I have another noggin body book mm-hmm. called Mister Noggin Body and the Childish Child. Oh, yes. Okay. And um, this may horrify you. Mm-hmm. But in this one, Mr. Noggin Body babysits. Oh, how interesting. <laughs> and hilarity ensues. All right. I like it. <laughs> Sounds 
Very exciting. Um, well, we can't wait to have you um, this afternoon. Uh, we have some lucky schools in our area that get to see you visit. And then tonight, as if you didn't have enough to do, you get to speak with over 100 teachers from all over the Bay Area. Well, I'm looking forward to it. No pressure there. Yeah. There's a lot of teachers who are really excited <laughs> to meet you. And um, we thank you so much for being here today. You can purchase Mr. Nogginbody Gets a Hammer and all of David's other works at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. And for a limited time, you might be able to snag an author-signed copy from the reading bug of Mr. Nogginbody Gets a Hammer if we don't sell out tonight, which I expect maybe we will. David, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Thanks for listening to our Reading Bug Author Visit series. We'll be back with all new story adventures later this spring. So be sure to submit your story ideas to us at talkback at readingbugadventures.com. The Reading Bug is a family-owned independent bookstore in California. We are passionate about engaging, entertaining, and educating children with an emphasis on creating personal connections with kids. Please consider supporting us and our podcast by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Shop for millions of books at thereadingbug.com or subscribe to readingbugbox.com for perfectly personalized books delivered to your doorstep every month. Thanks for listening. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? (laughs) We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now.